Hey y'all, this is Stacey Pearsall, and you're listening to Everything, my podcast where I talk about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. It's me. I am flying solo this week. Andy is on the road for work, and I am left back here to hold down the fort. The horses are being fed, the dogs are being exercised, and I am recording this podcast all by myself. It's Charlie's and my anniversary, and it's also Veterans Day. I really wish Andy could be here to celebrate all of the above, but what can you do? Life goes on. This week, given that it is Veterans Day, I would like to dedicate this entire episode to my fellow veterans. The veteran community is one of the most modest uh, groups of people that I know. Oftentimes, you can go out in society and never know that you're standing next to a veteran. I think it's interesting, you know, school teachers, your accountant, um, the, the Uber driver that you just had drive you home last night. Likely that they're a veteran. Granted, there are some veterans who wear the big ball caps that spell out their military service, but I, I find that the majority of veterans really tend to keep that close to their heart. And most times, veterans are not begging to be thanked. In fact, uh, if you query most veterans, they're going to say the ones who deserve most of the recognition are the ones who didn't make it home. I tend to share that ideology, but with the Veterans Portrait Project, I believe that each veteran's story is very, very important, and that that veteran's experiences are equally as important to us as a society. I want to dedicate this podcast to a number of veterans who have incredible stories that haven't been told just yet. Some who, some have, but I want to challenge our way of thinking about veterans and to maybe uh, open our thoughts and our, our minds up to the people we work alongside in our communities. In the Midlands of South Carolina, tucked away on a farm, lives a veteran by the name of Larry Gunther. He enlisted in the Army in 1971 and was deployed to Vietnam as a demolition expert and a gunner and was there until 1972. He came home, got married, had a daughter, and now raises cattle and goats and and a bunch of birds. He's known in his community for getting a good deal and having some of the coolest antiques and artifacts in his barn. He's not necessarily known for being a Vietnam vet. If you were to meet Larry Gunther, you probably would never know. Larry Gunther, thank you for your service. Found amongst his friends on motorcycles tooling around the south coast of Massachusetts is Herb Sousa. If you were to see him hanging out with his fellow Leathernecks, you probably would never know that he was a door gunner on a UH-34 in Vietnam. You'd probably see him with a cigar hanging out of his mouth, talking about engines and the wonderful rumble of a Harley-Davidson. Herb, thank you for your service. In the remote wilderness of Colorado, where there's no running water and no electricity, is a young 30-something woman by the name of Cami Gage. Most of the people on the mountain know her for her rock climbing, her ice climbing, and her adventure sports. But actually, Cami's an Air Force veteran. She attended the Air Force Academy, graduated, and was a personnelist from 1998 to 2005. Cammie, thank you for your service. In the span 
of urban metropolis that is known as Phoenix, Arizona, there are museums and art displays everywhere, some of which are by the hands of a woman named Marilyn Mickey Newhouse Cogswell. What you may not know is that Mickey served in the Marines from 1951 to 1952 during the Korean War and at a time when Lady Leathernecks were expected to sew their own uniforms. Mickey, thank you for your service. In dive bars and honky-tonks across Colleen, there's a long, blonde-haired guitar player who has a beard that would give any ZZ Top member a run for his money. You'll often see him with his eyes closed, jamming and loving every tune. This guy's name is Ronald Swickley, and he is an Army veteran who served as an Abrams tank commander from 1988 to 2012. He's an Operations Iraqi Freedom veteran and an avid lover of music. Ronald, thank you for your service. At a hospital in metropolitan Atlanta, there's an older woman with uh, some gray hairs interspersed in her gentle curls. She has soft skin, a gentle smile, and kind eyes. She's a nurse. But what you don't know is that she was also an Air Force flight nurse from 1973 to 1999. Her name is Peggy Stack, and she's a Desert Shield and Desert Storm veteran. Peggy, thank you for your service. On the campus of Gardner-Webb outside Boiling Springs, North Carolina, is a middle-aged man, short cropped hair, well-dressed, always in a blazer, with a sidearm tucked underneath his armpit. You'll see him sometimes in a golf cart, sometimes on foot, but always with a smile. He's vigilant, ever alert, but always willing to help. His name is Barry Johnson, and he served in the Coast Guard from 1986 to 1990. During his time in service, he was out there on the water, patrolling ships, making sure they were adhering to the laws, and also doing some drug interdiction stuff. Barry, you're amazing. Thank you for your service. Inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., in the hallways of the Agricultural Department, is a man who walks around, often with a camera strapped over his shoulder. He exchanged pleasantries with coworkers and always has a kind word to say. Most people look at him as the photographer for the Department of Agriculture. But what most people don't know is that Lance Chung served in the Air Force for 24 years. He pumped gas on jets, and he actually flew in them as an aerial combat photographer. Lance, thank you for your service. Somewhere on the stage in New England, perhaps New Hampshire, is a young, hilarious gal who's cracking you up at a comedy show. She's smart, intelligent, witty, super hilarious, and definitely worth seeing live. What you may not know is that comedian, Jody Sloan, is a Coast Guardsman, well, Coast Guard veteran. She served from 1985 to 1989 as a boatswain's mate. Jody, thank you for your service. Down in Tampa, there is a doctor who has a bedside manner that anyone would wish for when they are told they have a breast cancer diagnosis. Dr. Sam Babu has the kind of heart that we all wish we had. He's giving, he's kind, he's excessively smart. And what you may not know 
is that he served in the Army as a physician radiologist from 1969 to 1994. During the course of his military career, he actually discovered 75 new small breast cancers in just two years with the technology he developed. I believe Dr. Babu's bedside manner is really owned to the fact that he survived Vietnam, has experienced loss himself, and knows what it's like to serve. Dr. Babu, thank you for your service. Perhaps you've hopped on a Delta flight out of Atlanta or some other major hub, and there's a, a young woman, very put together, not a hair out of place, impeccable makeup, a smile that would make the sun shame. She's wearing a hat, felt, a jacket, and a turtleneck. She greets you with a smile and asks you if she can get you anything to drink. She gives you the safety briefing. And all the while you're thinking, she's a great flight attendant. But what you may not know is that Stephanie McLeod was a tech sergeant in the Air Force, served as a medical administration service member, resource management, and is an Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran. Stephanie, thank you for your service. There's a young woman who stands amongst the tents of protesters. She's holding signs for her people, letting everyone know where she stands. Her name is Brenda Whitebull. She's the great-granddaughter of Sitting Bull. She lives in Bismarck, North Dakota, and is a Marine Corps veteran who served as a quality control officer, worked in food services, became a drill instructor, and eventually contracting assistant. She was in the Marines from 1989 to 2009. Like her great-grandfather, she served her nation, and she continues to serve. Brenda, thank you for your service. On the doorsteps of Yellowstone National Park, just outside Cody, Wyoming, you'll find a young woman on the backs of horses, dressed in what you would think would be an iconic cowgirl's uniform, a woven woolen vest, a scarf wrapped neatly around her neck, and a silver belt buckle that would show just how talented she is on the back of a horse. Between work and training horses, she's volunteering at her community, American Legion. Her name is Tessa Kane. She served in the Marine Corps from 2006 to 2010 as a motor mechanic. She's an Operation Enduring Freedom veteran, and she is amazing. Tessa, thank you for your service. Knee-deep in the chilly water of the Deschutes River on the Warm Springs Reservation in Central Oregon is a man by the name of Anthony Davis. He stands fishing for salmon alongside his fellow uh, Warm Springs tribesmen, and they talk about the salmon run, the quality of the fish, and how many they're going to pull in. Never really do they ask about his service, because Anthony Davis Jr. is an Army veteran, a combat engineer. He served in Desert Storm from 1991 to 1996. Anthony, thank you for your service. In the depths of the very Vermont stone quarry stands a stonemason by the name of Tom Gajewski. 
He works tirelessly to painstakingly and meticulously pull natural stone from the earth that will eventually be used in national monuments and, more importantly, will be used as headstones in national cemeteries across our great nation. This means so much to him because he, like so many other Masons in the quarries, served in the military. Tom served as an Air Force Security Forces operator from 2007 to 2010, during which time he, he deployed in support of Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. Tom, thank you for your service. In the small town of Laverne, Minnesota, lives an elderly man by the name of Arvin Tilstra. He lives on a farm that seems to span a thousand acres. His children live nearby, and he's known for his ability to tell when a cow is going to calf, the proper food intake for, for a calf when it's weaned, when to harvest the soybeans, and when to hold off on the corn. He's well known for his soft-spoken demeanor, his family values, and his participation at church. What many don't know in his community is that Arvin is one of the sole survivors from his army unit who was decimated during the Korean War. He had long nights, longer days, and was exposed to some of the most extreme horrors of war. He was deployed to Korea in 1952 and returned home December 1953. After his unit had been decimated, he was flown home. That night, he arrived and then was on the tractor that morning working the family farm and never looked back. Arvin, thank you for your service. No one is more proud to be an American than Columbus, Georgia resident, Tommy Clack. Most times you'll see him riding around in his van, festooned with bald eagles, American flags, and everything patriotic. He's there to motivate a stranger and to embrace a friend. Most people know him as more of an evangelist. What most people don't know, however, is that Johnny, Tommy Clack, was an Army Artillery Forward Observer and was wounded severely in Vietnam in 1966. He was actually pronounced dead. A surgeon who, in country, was inspired to double-check actually found out that Tommy had survived, pulled him back onto the operating table, worked his magic, and got Tommy to a place where he could live. Tommy now lives in Columbus and is an inspiration for many. Tommy, thank you for your service. There are a pair of sisters who live in Providence, Rhode Island. You might see them having brunch together or perhaps grocery shopping, maybe even taking in a movie. Heck, you might even see them laughing over a margarita. These two, Paulette Patriarca and Phyllis Montgomery, enlisted 10 years apart Paulette served as an electronics technician and retired in 2006, while Montgomery served as a personnelist and retired in 2002. After years and years serving apart, they finally get to spend time together in their hometown of Providence. So if y'all see them out at the farmer's market, make sure that you stop and join me in thanking both of them for their service. Former Connecticut resident, now Florida resident, 
William Bill Rasmussen, actually spent a lifetime in sports. In fact, one would argue that he single-handedly took the attention of every spouse that loves sports because he founded ESPN. He's known for creating a juggernaut of sports channels. ESPN everything. Well, what you may not know is that Bill Rasmussen was an Air Force veteran, served as a baseball player from 1954 to 1956. Bill, I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Organizing the inventory of a Petoskey, Michigan hardware store is a man by the name of Scott O'Neill. He towers over everybody at six plus plus foot tall. And he's known in his community for being a pillar in his church, having several kids and a fantastic wife. He is my uncle, and he is an Air Force veteran. Uncle Scott, thank you for your service. In the labor and delivery department of a Central Oregon hospital outside Redmond, Oregon, is a nurse who's working frantically to deliver babies, to make sure the moms know that they are supported during this critical time in their life, this monumentous time of their life. This nurse doesn't think twice about the pain in her back or her shoulder or the long hours or the fact that she hasn't eaten in 12 hours, actually. This is her third day in a row on a run of four. This nurse is my sister, Air Force veteran, Megan Dittmore. Megan, thank you for your service. Bouncing along in a truck, hauling wood to the mill, is my brother-in-law and Air Force veteran, Dusty Dittmore. Dusty, thank you for your service. In Northern Michigan, tending to his pet parakeets and sitting on the couch beside his wife, appreciating the days that he's been blessed with, is my Uncle Joe, Air Force veteran and pseudo-dad to me. Uncle Joe, thank you for your service. Plugging away on his computer outside of Detroit, Michigan, is another uncle of mine, an Army veteran. Uncle Norm Pearsall, thank you for your service. Somewhere not too far from my Uncle Norm is my Aunt Debbie, also an Army veteran. She's likely covered in grandchildren and loving life. Aunt Debbie, thank you for your service. In Anchorage, Alaska, likely tending to his many rental properties, is a gentleman who's been around a block or two my step-grandfather, Paul Carnicelli, an Air Force veteran. Paul, thank you for your service. Sitting alongside my grandmother right now, likely on the couch watching a basketball game, is my uncle, Ron Pearsall, a Marine veteran. Uncle Ron, thank you for your service. Also, a special shout out to my dad, Navy veteran Steve Pearsall who right now is traveling on the West Coast, visiting family, and getting ready to go to the Middle East for a contract. 
Life never stops for this man. Dad, I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. While there are many other veterans in my life who have been a positive impact and who I thank, you know who you are. Thank you all for your service. Steve Thoreau, thank you for your service. Also, to my husband, one of my fellow veterans, one of my favorite veterans, he is my ice cream, Air Force veteran Andy Dunaway. Hey, baby, happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service. I am lucky to keep this podcast going, and I want to give a shout out to Deborah Coppice, who is my number one fan, and I have to say I am her number one fan in turn. If you want to support the podcast like Debbie does, please visit everythingstacy.com. Your contributions will help keep this going. At diners nationwide this Veterans Day, you will find people quietly sharing breakfast with their friends, some in clusters, maybe some by themselves. I would like you to wonder who they are. Maybe be brave enough to ask them. We are focused on all the things that make us different. But for today, Veterans Day, please let's focus on what makes us all the same, our humanity. There are depths to each and every one of us, our stories, things no one else knows. We have feelings and emotions, and this Veterans Day, I ask that you show empathy, show interest, be the open ear someone needs, whether they're a veteran or not. Because if there's anything that we can learn from the veteran community, it's that we are more alike than we are different, as best said by the poet Maya Angelou. We are more alike my friends, then we are different. This Veterans Day, let's embrace ourselves as patriotic citizens of a country that is the best in the world. We support each other, even though we don't know who each other are. Let's find out, because we are more alike, my friends, than we are different. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you.